Hello and welcome to DKI, Digital Era Entertainment's weekly anime club podcast. I'm your host, Joel Gutman, and we are back for, gosh, what is this? I think this is episode 30. I've gone and lost track. I need to double check. This is like 29 or 30, but holy cow. Maybe it was last time. I don't know. Time means nothing. It's all meld in together, man. But anyways, happy almost Halloween, folks. We're going to have a good old spooky slash spoopy time, depending on your taste today. Uh, as always, I am here with the ever-talented, ever-wonderful Emmy Lowe. Hello. And the fantastically talented and fabulously wonderful, because I need to have those letter alliterations for their names, Frangie. Boo. Ah! <laughs> but anyways... Uh, yes, just the three of us today. Uh, we've had a really great cast of uh, rotating guest hosts with us the past couple weeks, but uh, just the three of us today, and Mario should be wrapping up his audiobook in the next week or two, so looking forward to having him joining us and hearing what he's been thinking about the latest season of anime and all that good stuff. If he's even been watching anything. that That's actually a good point. Like, like I hope he's at least watched a bit to, you know keep some of his sanity like when he's taking breaks but yeah he needs to keep taking breaks (laughs) (laughs) he needs to keep the status quo he can't be the person who hasn't watched the things because that's my shtick no that's my shtick (laughs) yeah uh, to be fair you two have been watching a lot more lately and uh what's exciting is like it, not only is it stuff that you just want to watch but every so often now it's becoming more and more of stuff that you guys are in, which is super cool. So I guess on that note, uh, Franji, uh, why don't you go first this week? Have you w- watched anything new? Um, yes, I watched more of Yasha Hime, and I watched, um, I know, I'm not caught up on Talentless Nana. I wanted to catch up on Talentless Nana, but I've only gotten through episode three. I think I have four to watch. Okay, but, but, but um, you're into it now. Yes, oh my goodness. Okay, so now you understand why I couldn't really say much. It gives me very strong feelings. Very mm. strong mm-hmm. feelings. Yes, I've, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just... I don't, hmm? No, no, I won't get too into it. We can maybe <laughs> talk about it this episode, too. I'll wait. I will hold my horses. Yes. It, it's going to be one that, like, at the end of the season, or, like, at some point, it, I, I feel like we're getting to the point at Statute of Limitations of at least the episode one spoilers... Because, like, I, I want to make sure that, you know, if you are just picking it up that don't want to really spoil too much because it had only just aired. But, like, they, there's going to be a point where I feel like we can say at least the base story part and be okay with episode one spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, but Because that's so... Yeah, cause it, but, it, but you really can't discuss the series proper until you pass that threshold. So no, you're right. You're there, right. There, there's yeah. your tease, yeah. dear listeners. Go watch Talentless Nana. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Uh, Emmy, what about you? I've been watching K-dramas. Hey, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and uh, uh, I guess I have two announcements. Oh, that's right. Yes, please. Um, I get, well, this week, both, um, Our Last Crusade and Assault Lily Bouquet aired, um, and I'm in both of them. I am Sisbel Lu Nebulous the Ninth in Our Last Crusade. What a name. And Ichi Tanaka in Assault Lily, so yeah. Well, congratulations, like, it, it, you've just been really firing all... Sorry, uh, firing on all cylinders lately, and uh, I've been the one talking about uh, our last crusade, like early saying, you know, it's a silver link, so it has my attention, and I've been genuinely enjoying it. So uh, I'm super excited to hear you because you have a moment, like your character is has not been seen a ton yet, but is very prominently set up in episode one that. Uh, essentially, the main character rescues your character from a prison 
in, in the opening sequence of episode one, which it leads to him being demoted and uh, really sets the stage for uh, the main character's uh, situation at the opening of the series. And it's definitely, you know, suggested that uh, your character will have a increasing role as time goes on. Yep, it should be fun. I mean, for the people who, like, follow the manga and the novels, like, hopefully the anime gets that far i should think it will because her character design sheet has her in the her default outfits so hopefully we'll get to the fun stuff with her because she is quite a character or maybe we get a season two i mean they've already announced season two of um my life is a villainess so obviously Silverlink yeah, is open to doing a, more than one if they did the she- character sheets for season one though and she is in the um in the what's it called the key key image yeah, so I, I haven't read the I haven't read the um I haven't read the light novel, so I don't know if in this case default outfit means that you don't expect her them to get very far or if they potentially will. Oh no, her default outfit is her like if you could tell by her name, she's a princess. Yeah. So that outfit. So mm. they should at least get to that. Yeah, and she she has uh she has a shot in the in the opening where you see her uh, in what appears to just be, you know, like, uh, the the castle or palace or something. So there should be something. Yeah. Crossing fingers. And uh, who's your character in uh, Salt Lily again? Oh, Ichi Tanaka. She's, like, she's uh, one of the other students at the school in episode one. She drags somebody away, so that's always fun. Nice. Uh, I, I... You haven't... I don't want to say that you're getting typecast as, like, you know, really... I, I don't want to, Aggressive is not the right word here. Aggressive is not the right word. Um, just, like... <laughs> but, like, uh... Hmm. All the words like, I can think of are not appropriate for me. <laughs> like, like, good in a good way. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, like, they're just... They're very, very strong characters in terms of personality. Like not necessarily physically strong, but just like that—that that they aren't—they aren't the quiet ones in the background. That when they are on screen, that they are commanding presence, and that they are going to potentially, figuratively as well as literally, um, push and drag the story along. I hope so. Episode seven of Apare came out today, and Ooh, yeah. the ending of that one was pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. I still need to watch it. I really want to see it. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. And I I was the prairie dog, too, last week and this week and from now on. So, like... (laughs) Is this the first time that you've had two roles in the same series? No. (laughs) Um, I was two characters in Azure Lane. Ah. Yeah. Because there are like 50 million girls in that show. Very fair. Very fair. But this is a joke because the, it's Hototo and then the spare Hototo. So. Yeah. You are the Hototai. <laughs> sure. Uh, anyways. As, as one of the characters says, does nobody see something wrong with this? No. Nothing wrong with it at all. With the naming convention. <laughs> Yeah, you also had a, a really good um, interview recording uh, this past week. Mm. Uh, that was a good interview. I'm, I'm blanking on the publication. Can you remind me? Uh, Beneath the Tangles. Thank you. Yeah. So Beneath the Tangles, definitely look that up because it was you along with uh, the VAs for uh, Apare and Kosame. Yep. So definitely a good time, and uh, I've been... Keeping busy, I still have to watch a couple of the shows for this week, but uh, still keeping up with all the ones. Um, Sleepy Princess and the Demon Castle is just such a pretty show, such a nice show, very light and fluffy. Um, de- definitely recommend it if you're looking for something just lighthearted to relax with. And uh, Adachi and Shimamura and Wandering Witch have all been definite highlights uh there's like 
it's weird that a lot of the ones I've been watching this season have been sort of middling, that they're, I, I'd say that half of the shows I'm watching are ones that I'm like, I enjoy watching them, but I, I don't think I'm going to be like raving about them this time next year. But for the time being, it's totally worth the time spent. But uh, there's those couple at the top that I'm just really enjoying. It's going to be interesting to see come December, like what my votes for top 10 of the year are going to be. Because actually, that, that's going to be something that we have to start really thinking about. And uh, that it, that's going to sort of mark our almost one-year anniversary, as it were. I that, <laughs> it's like I, I almost feel like we need to give Opera like just sort of a special award because like we are obviously going to be all incredibly biased. What are you <laughs> talking about? I'm not biased at all. Certainly not. Of course not. Not me. Why would I be biased? <laughs> well, yeah. It, for 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 as crap as the year has been in the real world. It's been a pretty solid year for anime so far. Well, I say so far, and we've had all the shows of the year, you know, premiere and now be a third of the way through the season. It's been a solid year for anime, period. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and speaking of uh, news and whatnot for anime, don't want to spend too long on it, but feels like we should at least touch on news that came out uh, just this morning, uh, reports of Sony... Uh, uh, planning to buy Crunchyroll to the tune of $957 million. Um, I feel like it should be noted that there were reports in June or July of uh, AT&T approaching Sony uh, trying to sell Crunchyroll for, I think it, it was about $1.5 billion initially. Uh, AT&T, for the Goliath that it is in telecoms, has not actually been doing very well financially, so it has been looking to sell Crunchyroll as sort of a, a jewel to raise funds for itself. Uh, the sale has nothing to do with Crunchyroll uh, underperforming or any dissatisfaction on AT&T's part. Uh, if anything, the sale is uh, just a further signaling of the incredible value that it has been to AT&T, and they've realized that uh, since anime is still booming, that they felt that uh, they might be able to sell the company for even more than it would be worth just based on projections of future earnings. And while Sony balked at the $1.5 price tag, $957 million is still nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was over here like, well, geez, they haggled it down that much, and then I was like, wait a second, Franji, that's still a lot of. Money. That's a lot. That's a lot of zeros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, ultimately, my guess is that for consumers, it's not actually going to be a big difference. That um, obviously Funimation has not really changed their operations in any significant capacity in the now probably two and a half years it's been since Sony bought them. Um, I think what could happen is that this now opens the door for a partnership again, that before Sony bought Funimation, Funimation and Crunchyroll had a partnership via Verve. Uh, when Sony bought Funimation, that partnership was ended or uh, rather, it was not renewed at the end of the two-year agreement that they had. With this, now things might be possible again. So, if anything, that could actually be a potential benefit to consumers of sort of consolidating there. I highly, highly doubt that there would be an, a full-on merger of the two. That just The two brands are so strong on their own, and uh, the, the, the fact that it, this is a licensing thing that there's a lot of built up trust and connections with particular people and just from what I know about uh licensing agreements sort of culturally especially in Japan that I don't know if it would be as simple as merging the teams and like putting it under a different banner if you were to then put an entirely different team on a licensing uh agreement not to say it's impossible but uh if I, if I were to bet, I'd say they probably won't, but who knows? We shall see. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's certainly big news, and we all have friends at both Crunchyroll and Funimation, and 
this is certainly good news for Crunchyroll that having your company being bought for this amount of money means good things for you one way or another. So, uh, yeah, congrats to Crunchyroll. Uh, my guess, honestly, though, is that they won't actually see much of a difference, that th this is parent company stuff, so it, it might change how they uh, do some things in terms of, like, filing, well, not their taxes. That only counts for the business taxes. So, yeah, probably not even much there. It, it'll make a difference on the, the name that comes into their bank account, maybe. But anyways, on to the spooky stuff. Uh, there's there's a lot of supernatural elements in a lot of anime, and just Japanese culture has a lot of different takes and a lot of different representations of the supernatural. That uh, Shinigami yokai spirits, uh, it, frankly, just uh, Japanese sort of supernatural culture certainly seems uh, deeper than American because I guess all we really have are your sort of tropey demons, ghosts, and skeletons, and ours are not very creative in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, there's just so many different ones that uh, I guess for me, the, the first time I had heard the term Shinigami, uh, well, I'd heard it twice. And it was, it was pretty close back-to-back, -back, but the first time I had heard it was Death Note, uh, followed shortly by Bleach. But I guess for me, when I, when I hear Shinigami, I think Death Note first and foremost. I sort of associate Bleach with the Soul Reaper, you know, localization of the term that they made. But uh, I, I forget, did, the two of you have seen Death Note, right? Yep. Yes, I read it first. It took me a while to see the series. Um the anime series, but yes. L, do you know Shinigami love apples? <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah, my first um, exposure to Shinigami uh, was actually Shinigami no Ballad. Ooh, that's a name I've heard, but I haven't seen the series. Yeah, it's very great. Um, I actually had bought the novel back when... Tokyo Pop was selling, you know, novels, light novels, was translating them. So I have that, and um, that's about, it follows a Shinigami who dresses all in white and has white hair, and everything about her is white. Um, but it follows her as she as she go, um, goes through each, each episode or each story is, like, episodic, um, not really connected. And so each one is the story of a person that is going to die. Oh, that, that's a little story, sad. <laughs> or the story of somebody who is related to somebody who is going to die. And some of them are actually quite heartwarming because she helps the people um, wrap things up before oh, they do die. okay. Yeah. And um, it's really funny because there's a live action version of it as well. And the ending theme for the live action version is No Surprises by Radiohead. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Um, there's another Shinigami series uh, that I guess I wouldn't call spooky or anything, but it can get kind of dark. Um, Full Moon Osagashite. The, uh, yeah, those characters are all Shinigami that are looking out for um, Mitsuki there. Uh yeah. Because she's 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 on her way out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah. And then I don't know. Does Boogie Pop count as a Shinigami? Like Boogie uh, Pop that is feels a more like a yokai type of thing. But, but they but it's specifically not a yokai because I feel like Boogie Pop goes after those. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about the series as a whole, not Boogie Pop as a character. Oh no, I was talking about Boogie Pop as the character. Okay, uh, I have, I only saw like three or four episodes of Boogie Pop and Friends, the most recent iteration, so I don't really know enough about the series to say uh, much about Boogie Pop's character because there wasn't much touched on for the character uh, in yeah, those episodes. But because Boogie Pop is like, okay, technically it's a creature, what was it, what was it? 
Urban Legend. Mm. It is a Reaper. It's a Reaper. Angel Angel of Death, so it's a Sheenie. Okay, yeah. That. Yep. That's the definition. Yep. Nice. And, and that's interesting because it, uh, I guess it is sort of interesting that in the case of Bleach, or in this case for Boogie Pop, uh, that it, the gods of death are not actually Grim Reapers. That mm-hmm. uh, in terms of what you might localize or translate Shinigami as the uh, the closest American term for it would be Grim Reaper because culturally uh, there we don't have a god of death, but uh, in Japanese culture that just it is very much a god of death, not necessarily the bringer of death. So, so but actually one who rules over you know who death and the afterlife. Technically, is hmm? Hades. Well, no, I was saying. You... <laughs> well, yes. Well, then, uh, You're not wrong. Logic, with that logic is what I was saying was Botan from Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Yes. She ferries them along she the river. You. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, so, the long silence is because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, She's great. Yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho in general, that just, that's obviously one of the most just sort of supernatural shows out there. Well, I mean, Yu Yu Hakusho the, te- is like legitimately ghost detective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, one thing I had said yesterday is, all right, explaining a uh, series badly. Young boy is possessed by an ancient spirit who teaches him to play a game in order to help him uh, achieve, uh, you know, resting in peace, and 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 goes through, and eventually, <laughs> and uh, they eventually learn how to play the game. They help the spirit achieve peace, and they go on. No, and... no, no, no! I'm not listening. I don't hear anything you say. What? Huh? What? Because the thing is, and they all live happily ever after. Because the thing is, I just described two shows. One is what? one is Hikaru no Go. Yeah. The other is Yu Gi Oh. No! No! I'm not accepting that one either! No! No! Okay, look, the ceremonial duel still makes me cry. Every time. Every time I read the ceremonial duel, I still start crying. Yep. Yu-Gi-Oh! and Yu Yu Hakusho are ghost stories. You mean Karunago, not Yu Yu Hakusho. Well, Yu Yu Hakusho is as well. Oh, wait. Did did, did I say you... Yeah, never mind. Yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) But, like, let's get to horror. Because that's what we really want to talk about for Halloween, right? Yes. That's what you really want to talk about? This crap scares me. I'm the person over here that gets scared by the really... Oh, my God. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to cry like, in the like, corner. Like Junji Ito, this hole was made for me. I... So, full disclosure, I don't like proper horror. I just... I, I do not like... I have full respect for it. And to those who like it, good on ya. I, I don't go watching horror movies. I don't mind things that are, have like. I don't watch. Ugh. I don't watch American horror movies, but I like Asian horror movies. Thing is, I hear that Asian horror movies are like way way scarier than American horror. Well, the thing is, I don't like the ones that rely on gore for a shock factor. Yeah, that uh, that American horror generally relies on like gore and jump scares, uh, whereas. Yeah. Uh, Asian horror is, uh, yeah, a lot more psychological. Yeah. And I don't like that either, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> Just like, Ugh. Either. but, but, I mean, but, but, please, like, en- enlighten us here. Like, g- give us. My imagination goes crazy, but, um, yeah, like, I mean, if you're talking horror, you ha- you you have to talk about Junji Ito with his class classics like Tomie Uzumaki, um, just. I don't, the way he draws things, it, it's in a way that's, like, very raw. Yeah, I've, I've seen and... some of the images, and I know, like, if memory serves, 
isn't there an adaptation of Uzumaki being done? I forget if it's Netflix or if it's a proper like Hollywood film or something, but I remember I seeing something about Netflix. it. I know Maki Terashima is one of the producers for it, but there was also a um, Junji Ito collection anime that came out. Mm. Yeah, because I, I remember uh, Crunchyroll uh, had the streaming rights, and uh, I was near a lot of uh, big banners of just blown-up Junji Ito art, and that stuff is visceral. Yep. Yep, and it's very haunting. Yeah. But the guy's great. Oh yeah, just everything. Everything I like, hear. Uh, oh, oh, you mean uh, like the author just as a person? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I've yeah, seen. Like, <laughs> I, I remember Crunchyroll actually um, did a few videos of like interviews and him talking about different things. There was a rent. Re- the a recent one a friend sent me a link for that Crunchyroll did where they just showed him pictures of cats and he would just comment on them. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. That was great. Yeah, so, you know, he he's... He even had a panel all about cats. <laughs> so... So, Jinji Ito. Uh, scary... Horror scary horror by day. Like adorable cats. cat lover by night. Uh, well, he kind of is uh, terrified of cats, but also loves cats. He realizes that he is uh, the cat's servant. <laughs> I, I like if I could sort of fourth wall and look at Noctis wherever he is right now. Probably <laughs> on my computer chair. Probably. Yeah, just uh, I. I've, while I don't have any plans to read or watch Junji Ito or any of those, like, eh, I didn't know about Junji Ito really until three-ish years ago, but eh, obviously his stuff's been around for a long time, and just, he is, eh, from what I can tell, like, one of the biggest names in Japanese horror. Yep. That's him. Yeah, so if you're looking for scary stuff, go there. If you're a wimp like me, stick to the cat videos. And me. <laughs> oh, come also, on. Then yeah. how are you guys going to watch Higarashi? I haven't started to yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe just watch bits of it? Yeah, like we, we, we can watch it together, Franji. We'll, 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 you know, make sure that we keep each other strong. Okay. And okay. that means you probably haven't watched Monster either, or Red Monster. No. No, I I've seen. Uh, I was doing an anime night with friends recently, and I watched, uh, like the first episode of that, and I was like, mm, okay, nope, not for me. <laughs> I love how we're like, let's talk about scary anime for our podcast today, and two of us are like, we don't. We like hate. Scary we anime. don't like scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay, why let's, we let's have... continue going down the list. Uh, <laughs> ghost hunt. That name doesn't actually mean anything to me. Ghost Mm-mm. hunt is about well, it's like a detective agency, a paranormal detective agency. Mm. Also, I just realized so... we we completely glossed over monster and what it actually is because okay. it, because monster, monster isn't monster is, is not a, a yeah monster is a about is not about supernatural it's... stuff at all. It's about a human who is the most terrifying. Yes. Like Hannibal Lecter terrifying? Uh, no, like Hitler terrifying. Yeah. Okay, that's even worse. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. His his goal is basically to, yeah. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Huh, great. Yep. Yeah. His name is Johan. Um, and... Well, I won't go it too much into Johan's backstory because that is like half of the plot. But um, but yeah, basically a doctor, um, he saves a little boy's life, does a surgery on him instead of this like uh, hot, high up executive that the hospital wanted him to do a surgery on because he was like, dude, this guy came first and I'm working on this guy. Um, and because of that, I believe the higher-up dies, but the little boy lives, and he loses his job at the hospital because he, you know, 
they lost a big sponsor. Um, and and then the boy that he saves is Johan, um, who ends up oh. being yeah. like, well, I bet he felt not great about that decision later. Yeah, and so Johan, while he's chasing after Johan, Johan is baiting him to come oh find him and t- to kill him. He's like, come on, shoot me in the head. Why aren't you doing it? And stuff like that the whole time. It's it's like, yeah. Sounds like a character I would love to hate. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it, it, it's a super interesting concept for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's a detective that is chasing after, after, um, after the doctor because what is it? There's a there's a detail that I'm missing. Like I think the doctor was framed for a murder, or something. Um, where, what is that detail? It's been so long. Um, but like the detective thinks the doctor did it, and that's why he's chasing him. Yes. But he was framed. Okay, I see. Yes, um, because it happens like ten years later. Wow. Oh, because wait, there we go. Um, doc, the doctors who stood in Doctor the Tenma, who is the main character's way, are killed, are mysteriously oh. murdered, and um, Johan and his sister, who's his, her his twin, disappear. Dun, he has a twin dun, sister. Dun. That just came out of nowhere for me. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I didn't I didn't mention her because I didn't no, think it fine. was like that important too important to bring into it, but I guess Is she was she also, also there. a monster. No, uh she's she's actually trying to kill him as well. She's trying to kill Johan as well. Oh, okay, that makes it very interesting. Yeah. So hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't sound that scary. That sounds like I might watch it. Yeah, that 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 one isn't like a horror as much as like you know, Just there's a lot of psychological grim. stuff. There's like eugenics experiments, and mm. it is not horror, but it is dark. Mm. And there's some like there's like some vivid imagery in the manga and stuff like that. Mm. Ah, I see. Okay. Oh, I just thought of it's, uh... a, it's a thriller. It's a psychological thriller, is what mm. it is. Uh, I I thought of another describe a series badly uh and justify that it is in fact a ghost slash horror story an entire family is possessed by spirits that causes havoc in their everyday lives prevents them from living normally causes many of them to have psychological disorders uh and uh, it just causes them just it, it is a force that they have to fight and live with throughout their lives until someone comes and tries to free them from being possessed. Wait, are you talking about Dean Angel? I'm trying to. Nah, Dean Angel. No, I'm like, that's is not quite different. right. What is going on? Dean Angel is very different. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching the Twitch chat to see if anyone has it because the Twitch chat actually did call uh you sorry Yu-Gi-Oh and Hikaru Nogo <laughs> but uh yeah I just described the plot to Fruits Basket oh I hate you I mean that's less ghost though it, but yeah, it's like, it, but it's spirit because it's, it's spirit possession it's spirit possession spirits yeah yeah I feel like I feel like ghost and spirit though the thing is it's different that's that's well, the well, thing about okay, yeah. So um, Eastern culture, spirits and ghosts and demons are different. Okay, that's fair. Because it's yokai and yure, they are mm-hmm. totally different things. Mm-hmm. So you All can't right. really say something is a ghost sort. Well, um, because like, yeah, like it's it's a lot more complicated. Like spirits, once they, um. Let's just say Hikaru no Go, that's a spirit. Because once he has finished his thing, once his resentment is gone, he leaves. Yokai, they're there. They're staying. You know, it's nothing about like, like you solve my problem and I poof. It's no, I'm just going to keep haunting. Wait, aren't there some episodes of Natsume Yujin Show where they like solve the Yokai's problem and they poof? 
I think those are spirits. Oh, maybe it has a mix of both, technically. Well, I, I, yeah. well, we said that everything something was on the table a, here. We said that ghost spirits and Shinigami were all fair games. Yeah, but. something with um, ghosts, which is recent, would be um, toilet-bound Hanako. Yes, that's a very literal one. Yeah. Toilet. Yeah, Bound? Yeah, he's a toilet ghost. Yeah. Yeah, I was going yeah. to say it's anime moaning myrtle. Oh my goodness. Except a dick. But uh Yeah. <laughs> wow. I didn't actually watch it, but the art was pretty. Yeah, it was really pretty. Basically, I would like hope that so. One. Yeah. If it's about a toilet, you gotta make it. I look mean pretty no, somehow. he's he's like he's they're they're rarely at the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. She change the thing is there's this girl who can change the the demon's stories. And so like she's she's changing them so that people won't be scared of them. Okay, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Did either of you watch Inspector earlier this year? No. No. That one is like a it's bumping up against the line of horror and isn't really a psychological thriller as much as just a proper thriller, but it is a very distinctly dealing with uh, ghosts and spirits. I don't know if, given the definition that Emmy has presented, if it would count as yokai or not, but... Um, it, there it is uh so the main the main character is essentially a human who uh was made into a goddess of spirits so think almost the avatar of the bridge between how how the avatar is the bridge between the humans and the spirits and can see spirits and sort of speaks on their behalf to other humans that that is what she does and she helps resolve yes yeah yeah Mm. um but things happen such that uh a particular spirit goes rampant and they have to it becomes half detective half um thriller of how they're going to do it because in this story uh, the strength of a spirit is, sort of takes the persona cue of be, having its strength tied to um, public conscience. So a, the spirit is able to commit a murder, and then someone who wants to essentially weaponize the spirit helps it go viral, and it captures the public imagination in doing so greatly increases the strength of this uh spirit who That's is going a around concept as well yeah um i mean even in a not spirit way um yeah have it, an official blessing uh which first episode just came out it's a donghua uh chinese animation um the gods the the heavenly officials you need followers and your strength increases with the spiritual power you get from your followers but yeah once people I, stop worshiping you you disappear yeah what's the spirit or not spirit there was a show about that um it had like three seasons too, noragami uh yeah noragami i think i don't really remember what that one's about uh, anyways but i'm also reminded of nurari hyonomago i don't know that one Oh, yeah, Narari Hyun. I didn't see it, but my wife was watching it, so I just caught... Isn't that the one that Fukujun is in, and he plays, like, two characters? He, well, he plays some... He plays, like, the human version and the demon version of the Got character. Got it, okay, okay. He's, like, a one... He's one-fourth demon, and his... But he turns into Narari Hyun, who's the master of yokai. Mm, so his cool. goal is to build up his Hyaki Yako, which is the, the parade of spirits, mm. parade of demons... So, it's like a turf war. They're basically the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun stuff. I mean, because, like, you have the guy, the human side, who's like, I want to be a normal guy. I am a nerd. I have glasses. And then you have his really hot demon side. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's Yu-Gi-Oh again. 
I mean, <laughs> the, the hot side does have multicolored hair that is strange. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I've cosplayed it. It's a very heavy wig. Wait, really? I need to see that at some point. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Mm-hmm. Have yeah. either of you seen um, Karas? God, I don't no. even... I have not. I don't remember what it's about. I want to say it's like a six episode or like a three movie. It's like a short little OVA thing. How um, do you spell it? K-A-R-A-S-E-S. Yeah. Um, I just, all I remember is it's got yokai in it, and it had, like, some pretty cool fight scenes, and if you're a wimp like me, it's not very scary, and there's this really cute yokai that's a snail that's always kind of sad, and he wears a raincoat, and it's, like, the cutest thing I've ever seen, and so I'm always just like, the snail yokai, I love it, I want to cheer it up, um, and that's, that's all I remember. <laughs> yep, it, it is a six-episode OVA. Okay. That's what I thought. It's pretty visually entertaining. Yeah, it's from 2005 to 2007. was done by Tatsunoko Production. I have never heard of that. Uh, that's the, that Tatsunoko is the one that does, uh, what's his name? The guy who did Phoenix, Buddha, um, Astro Boy. What's his name? <laughs> He's oh, like, it says uh, like, Tatsuo Yoshida. Yeah, Tezuka. Tezuka. Tezuka? Ah. Yeah. It's Tezuka's company, I thought. Or Tatsunoko. Uh, founded in October 1962 by anime pioneer Tatsuo Yoshida and his brothers Kenji and Toyoharu, better known by his pen name Ipeikuri. Oh, never mind. What am I thinking? First production was 1965 TV series Space Ace. Hmm. Why did I think Tatsunoko was part of it? I don't know, but thanks for looking that up, Joel, because I really couldn't remember. Because <laughs> I thought Tatsunoko was somehow related to Tezuka. Hmm. They did Wake Up but Girls. Yeah. Anyways, uh, one interesting one with just like, obviously it's in the name, but uh, one, one, one production that is very responsible for, uh, I don't want to say popularizing, but helping bring awareness of some of the, like it, it, it's spirited away. Spirited Away, like, I don't want to say that it popularized or, like, really made the public truly aware of a lot of Japanese spirit uh, culture in the U.S., Um, but just, I think it it was certainly the first time that the, that uh, Japanese cultural spirits really got into the mainstream view at all. It's just a, all, all the different things, obviously. Soot sprites, as adorable as they are, are not uh, exactly what you think of when you think of um, Japanese supernatural mythology. <laughs> but it, it, there's definitely uh, pieces throughout the film that are very, very culturally Japanese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But gosh, we should just have suit spirits and more stories. Yep. that That's my campaign now. We need more suit spirits. Suit sprites. They're so cute. They are. I have a beret that's covered in them. Nice. That stuff that she feeds them, that like colorful Home star pico. confetti stuff. I want some. It's just <laughs> sugar. It's legit just sugar. They're so so <laughs> that means that we still want some. Yes. <laughs> probably find it at Mitsua. I am now a soot sprite on a soot sprite diet. Thank you. Yes. So <laughs> soot. <laughs> as no, as long as long as the soot is sugar. <laughs> okay. Uh, one more. Describe the anime badly. Um, oh boy. 
boy is possessed by a spirit uh, which causes him to potentially go into a rage and kill friends and family, is persecuted uh, from birth uh, due to the spirit and uh, is caused great physical and mental anguish uh, in addition to all of the above. What, Naruto? Yes. <laughs> I could... I had a hard time getting into that series. Yeah. <laughs> Almost a ghost story still. Not quite. That That's definitely a, a spirit, not a ghost, but... Nah, we're stretching. We're yeah. really, really stretching right But it's now. fun to describe oh. things that are like that. But anyways, uh, one just very, very renowned... I don't know what we're doing right now. Yeah. <laughs> Emmy, do you think we've ever known what we've do what we're doing we're usually better yeah. at hiding the fact yeah i was gonna say some Shh. weeks it really shows <laughs> yeah but that's the fun of this so uh, one one yokai series that is very very renowned that i admittedly haven't seen but is still on my list of things that i need to see is mushishi oh yeah i, oh, I heard seen that one either. was really good i haven't seen it either None of us have seen it. Oh, gosh. Maybe, maybe we should have, like, a viewing party uh, that sometime. I heard was a really good one with the mm. medicine seller. That one, uh, I'm aware of. It isn't as high up on my, like, need-to-watch list. But, yeah, that that's a name that definitely comes up a lot. Yeah, I heard that's a beautiful one. Um, let's just look up horror anime. Yeah. Which well, so, actually, one from this season, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, which... I, it is probably as close to horror as I can palette, it, because it has all the, all your regular horror tropes here. Um, it's more, uh, it, it's more spiritual, I wouldn't call them, it, it's a strange mix of yokai and demons, almost. Um, it's not ghosts. But, um, Dude, Vampire Princess Miu. <laughs> oh, that's an older one, isn't it? I never saw it. It is. But... It's so yeah. old. It's from 1997. Oh, wow. Okay, that's even older than I thought. Wow. Oh, yeah. Vampires, I guess, would that, that would totally count as supernatural Oh, stuff. you know There's another whole... one that's a horror? Hmm? Another. It's, it's just called Another? You guys haven't seen Another? I have not. No. Oh my god, it's so good. She's gonna it's disown like, us. Well, I have the novel too, but um, there's a, a classroom, and every year that class they have to pretend somebody is dead. Huh? And they have to ignore what? that that person exists because if they don't, if someone starts talking to them, then then every month, like clockwork, somebody in the class or somebody related to people in the class will die what okay until I've they never find heard of out like that. until they find out who the actual dead person is that has come back into the class how do they pick who to ignore each they just month. pick a random person for the whole school year that person is ignored that person is dead what is that going to like appease the the ghost that's actually murdering people somehow because it's, I mean, that's the way that they've figured out how to do it. Um, okay. okay. But it, but, and so the, those are the two, that's how they figured out how to get away from the curse. Either that happens, either you do that, or you um, kill the person who is dead. Who is, fig you figure out who the person is, who is dead and kill them. Now, now uh, you said wait, figure wait, out. Wait, so, so do they know who it is or not? No, because everybody's memories are changed. What? It's altered, and even like the classroom, um, the classroom uh, records of previous years—they're all altered. It's like some supernatural thing. It all started when a person died in that class years and years and years ago, but they were such a popular person. Um, they were such a popular person that the other students started to pretend that that person was alive Whoa. and acted like that person never died. 
This is weird. I have so, admittedly never so heard of it. Was, like so so ma- making sure I have this right, though. Year, at the beginning of the year, school year, that classroom, that class learns that that's what they have to do. But the problem is one of the students was transferred into the class and um, transferred to the school and then also was um, unable to come to school the first few days because he was in the hospital. So he doesn't know. So he starts talking to this girl who he had saw while at the hospital and she keeps saying, don't talk to me, I'm dead. But he doesn't know what's going on and nobody can tell him about it either because that's another taboo. You can't tell anybody even like about that person. He asks about the person and they're like, we don't know who you're talking about, you know, so they can't explain the rules anymore. Uh... Because he, it does, he keeps talking to her, people keep dying. That stinks. <laughs> it's like, that's not fair. So it also, like, so in all the years this has happened, no one's ever missed the first day of school. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, and you can't escape. If you're from the class and your fam, um, and your, or your f- family of the cl- uh, people from the class and you try to run away while this is all going on, you'll die on your way out. Now, when you wow. say, like, on your way out, like, you can't leave the the town or yeah you can't leave the town mm. people tried to leave and then they they would like you know drive off a cliff or something by accident jeez yeah, that's definitely scary. it's known for the infamous umbrella scene where a girl is finds out her mother or family member is dead um and runs to out the door because she's like oh my god i need to go find out what's going on um sees the dead girl even the, for some strange reason, gets shocked because, like, they thought that they had averted the crisis by pretending that girl was dead. Trips down the stairs and her umbrella impales her neck. Oh, Ooh, boy. Oh by the way, uh, in the chat, Dancing Red Sox is asking where they can find another. It is on Crunchyroll. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's it's a really good one. It has um, there are a lot of twists in it, um, and yeah. I wow. enjoyed it a lot. Sounds intense. Also a novel version of it, yeah. Wow. Huh. It's like, the, like the, the, these all sound so creative, but I don't like horror. And then, you should watch, and, then and, and then Higurashi, which I don't know if I explained yet or not. You should, because I'm, I'm not familiar with the original or really any of the plot at all. I have okay, no idea so, what it's about. Um, it's about a small town... Um, and there's, they worship Oyashiro-sama, and, um, but every, every year, every few years during the Watanagashi festival, which is in just like a farming festival, um, somebody disappears and somebody dies. Um, and that's the curse. Separately? You mean a separate person, somebody disappears and they don't know if they're dead, and then somebody dies, like, where you can see them so you know they're dead? Or it's the same person? Yes. Okay, 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 okay. Um, and... Basically, it's it's kind of hard to explain, because, like, a lot of it can be, like... Um... People start to go crazy, and then they kill each other, and, um, four episodes late, and... It comes in four episode arcs, and then it starts over again. Yeah, with a new festival. Yeah, with a new same fun. month. Oh. Well, wait, no. So, is, so is it happening the next year at the festival, or is it a time no, loop? No, it's a time loop. Well, what? Yeah, and that's the point because it's one of those <laughs> series, is, and get, it's like a based off of a visual novel where there are there are question arcs and there are answer arcs. I think I get it, but I'd probably have to watch it. Which you should. I know. (laughs) Huh. Nice. But you know, it's, 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 it centers around a transfer student. As you do. Because that's anime. Yeah, as you do in anime. (laughs) Because he transfers to the town. So he doesn't know any of that stuff. (laughs) Yep. So uh, we we mentioned it very briefly earlier, but um, 
Natsume's Book of Friends is another series that I've seen the first uh, episode or two of, but haven't seen the full thing. But um, just it, that's definitely uh, that that one would be a yokai, correct? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's not it's not very scary. Yeah, no, no that that <laughs> that's not one I don't that's though. not one that I haven't avoided because of horror reasons. Uh, right. It's actually seen. It, it looks very wholesome, like potentially a little sad at times, but generally wholesome. It is, it- it gets a little bit dark, and sometimes it can get unsettling, at least for me, with the yokai stuff. Like, um, example is just whenever Natsume goes to Tanima's house, there's a, a, a koi pond that's only a spirit koi pond. So you can't see it unless you can see yokai. But, uh, but Tanima can see the reflections of it, like, on part of his wall or his door or something. So he can see, like, shadows of fish kind of swimming around but when he looks there's no pond and i'm like that sort of thing unsettles me (laughs) (laughs) so there's there's small things like that in natsume but it's definitely not not meant to be scary yokai like fight yokai like inuyasha yokai like the scary the scariest thing that ever happens is a yokai will like knock natsume over and then sensei will come and rescue him or something yeah and Um, and, uh for listeners who aren't familiar with it um natsume's book of friends and um emmy you can uh and and franji you can help fill things out where I'm missing them here. But basically the setup is that um, the the main character's grandmother was a special type of trickster delinquent, essentially, in that she was able to... that So the people in their family can see spirits. And his grandmother, just during her lifetime went around and would just challenge spirits to games. And whenever she would win, she would get their real name. And uh, the way it works is that if you have a spirit's real name, you have control over them to an extent. or yes. that. And she writes the name in the book of friends. Yeah. She calls them her friends, so, so she writes them down. Yeah, so she has basically this, just, this book that is filled and that if you basically have that book, you can control all these spirits. Um, but... She was not. She's not a malicious person. That it. She generally seemed like very kind-hearted and just sort of you know playful trickster type person. As I said, um, in that it's, is she wanted to make friends and sort of made a game out of it of, uh, sort of getting the upper hand on these sometimes very powerful spirits, and uh, uh, getting them to lose in whatever challenge she was able to designate, and uh, she leaves this book to her grandson. And while the spirits were uh, generally all right with the grandmother having their names, they are concerned that, okay, now someone else has our names, and we don't know this person. He can, he, he could cause trouble for us. He could make us do things that we really don't want. And so it, the stories are about the main character's interaction with these spirits and uh, learning about his grandmother's past and also convincing these spirits that he does not mean any harm to them. And some of them are uh, more receptive and open than others, and others want to get their names back, that others are not okay that their names are still held and want to make sure that they are erased and that they are uh, not in any situation where they might be controlled. Yeah, so Natsume's goal is kind of, he's going to undo everything his grandmother did. He's going to go around also, and find these yokai. Huh? Actually, also there's a cat that likes yes. to drink. Yes, there's a cat that likes to drink. Sensei's the best character in the whole thing. He's amazing. Um, <laughs> but Natsume goes around to basically undo everything that his grandmother did and give the names back to the yokai. Oh, okay. I, I Like I said, I only watched the first two episodes, so I didn't realize that he did in, that he fully intends to release all of them. Mm. Nice. I, I actually kind of like that more. But uh, but yeah, that um, at least from the first couple episodes, that some of the designs are a bit creepy and weird. But uh, th- th- this is not a a grim dark story. No, not at all. No, no. It's actually very heartwarming and sad at times. And yeah, that that it can be very serious, but not dark. Well, or, yeah. I, I suppose that like there there are different types of dark here, but yeah, it's more uh, slice of lifey and feelsy. Than, yeah, like, yeah. Thriller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so if you want something a bit different. Ranji can watch it. Yeah, NYI. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's also one that's on my list that I know that I need to get to. I just, the other day, got the first movie of Natsume that came out in 2018. I finally ordered, like, a Blu-ray on Amazon because I never got the chance to see it. And I, I got it, and it was completely and entirely in German. And I'm like, oh, oh no! <laughs> and I had to return it. I'm so mad. I'm like, I got it from the wrong place. I don't know. I bought it on a site that was entirely in English, and everything was in English, but I clearly didn't look closely enough. So I'm like, oh, when am I going to see this movie? And there's a new Natsume movie coming out in, I think, 2021. And Yeah. So mm. I'm excited. Mm. Oh, oh, you know one reason why you need to watch Higurashi? Oh my god, what? You're biased, but what? <laughs> well, I'm not biased. The um the the seiyu for the male protagonist voices Kira Yamato. Oh dang it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very good. He's very talented. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, when there's lots of talented voice actors, then it kinda gets me. Okay, fine. Alright, yeah, I'll write that down on my list of reasons why I need to watch Higurashi. <laughs> or at least some of it. Uh, one other one that I'm not even going to describe badly, but it's absolutely a ghost story, is Soul Eater. Talk about Halloween. That thing gives like, off so many Halloween vibes just d- visually. No, episode one is literally them hunting a witch named Blair who lives in a giant pumpkin, and her, her incantations are like pump pumpkin Halloween cannon. She is the spirit of Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) That should have been the first one we talked about. But I never got to finish it. um, Which is probably why I didn't think of it. It, Soul Eater is a really good series that suffers from... It's not even a manga lore. It's Full Metal Alchemist Syndrome, for lack of a better term. Where they caught up with the manga and were obligated to do their own thing to end the manga oh. has since ended and i would very much like to have a proper you know full metal alchemist brotherhood reboot because both were done by studio bones if memory serves because I, kn- I know bones did soul eater also i just realized the irony of soul eater being done by studio bones but anyways uh anyways. like that that's if you want, like, a good approachable one to, like, give to somebody who's just getting into anime, Soul Eater uh, still ranks pretty high up there for me in terms of ones to show that its ending isn't... It, I, I've not read all of the manga. And I, mean, I I know nothing about it because I couldn't really get into it. Oh. <laughs> and and bottom line is, it has it very much, like the original Full Metal Alchemist anime, it has a perfectly serviceable ending. I'm pretty sure that if they were to do a proper adaptation of the manga, it'd be even better, because the final act is a bit rushed, and there's a couple haphazard things, but it's certainly not bad, and the characters are very, very, very fun. It's got a great soundtrack, and uh, just overall is a very enjoyable series at 51 episodes, so you get a lot of good time with these characters, but it also doesn't go on for too too long. Let's um let's call it there because we're running at we're running oh, at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but Soul Eaters is a really good one to end on. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So uh, have a good Halloween, everyone. Uh, if you're in the U.S., be sure to vote. Um, today is the last day for early voting in Texas, and uh, obviously election day is next Tuesday. So. Please make sure to vote if you have not already. Uh, does anybody have any other announcements or things that they want to plug? I should really briefly say my thing because I didn't. I wasn't on last week to say it. Um, you guys should watch Arte because I have bit roles in there. Um, Yay! But, but more so than that, um, it's been really cool to watch the um, the engineering team put it together because it was filmed with everybody completely, all the voice actors completely at home in totally different sounding studios. Um, but the the engineer put everything together and it just, it's a really good show. It's about, um, 
It's about a girl who wants to be an artist in, I think, 1600s Florence, Italy, um, dealing with a bunch of misogyny, just trying to be, you know. I think it's based on a true story. Yes, it's based on a, on a historical woman. Um, it's very, very feminist, very smash the patriarchy in a good way. It's very cute. Um, slice of lifey historical stuff. So. And this is, and for all you've done, obviously, a ton of voice work over the years, but this is your anime debut, correct? This is my anime debut. Yay! That's so Yay. awesome. <laughs> Yay! It's like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting real worried that you two are just going to get too big for this and it's just going to be me because, like, I'm I'm still here with whatever and, like, I can't even do my convention work anymore. So I'm, I'm worried about, like, lagging out entirely. But you, you two are just kicking all, and I'm so happy for both of you. I have a long way to go before I kick as much as Emmy does. <laughs> well, to be I fair, Emmy's it still that you both have very, very, very bright futures ahead, and I can't wait to hear the things that you both do next. But uh, we are about at the end of our time, as always. Uh, be sure to uh, like and subscribe to Digital Era on Twitch and social media. We have the good old nerdy content most days of the week here. And tomorrow, uh, Halloween, we are doing a special radio drama presentation of the uh, original 1938 broadcast of The War of the Worlds um, by H.G. Wells. So if you want to hear the most infamous radio performance of all time that may or may not have caused public panic back in 1939, do tune in tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, this is a, a shorter broadcast. It clocks in at just about an hour, so not as long as our usual productions, but it should be a very good time. And uh, other than that, as always, stay safe, stay informed, and we'll see you next time on Digital Era Twitch.